0: Welcome back in the press row here on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. David Paschal, Jay Greason, Wells Guthrie producing the show. Hoping everybody out there is having a fabulous, fabulous Friday. And may you and your loved ones have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. It is a pleasure to welcome in the press row Jim Diopolis. He spent 11 years as an NFL on-field official and 12 years As an NFL supervisor of officials, he is the current rules analyst for ESPN and ESPN's Monday Night Football. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How's everybody up there?
0: We are doing wonderful, thank you. Let me just get going with a personal question. When you have a situation that transpired at the end of a Saints-Rams game like it did and the attention that it has received nationally, what is a week like this for you like?
1: It's a, a very busy week, answering a lot of questions, and trying to determine what what caused this error by the officials, and it's simply a an officiating error.
0: There has been talk in the last 24 hours, because we can get to all of this, obviously, but, but Benjamin Watson uh, coming out saying Roger Goodell uh, should issue a statement on what transpired, saying you need to lead by example. I won't read the entire quote. I'm sure you've seen it. At the very very top, what should Roger Goodell's role be in this, or should he have one?
1: Well, I'm not exactly sure what Roger's role should be in this. This is not a problem. you know it's a it's a mistake by the officials on the in the officiating department on the on the field. If Roger is to come on and, and make a statement every time there's a missed call, uh, you know this game I mean it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I think everybody will acknowledge that there was a missed call. Now, to put it more than that, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, there were missed calls in the games. There were missed by the offense, by the defense, by the teams. It, it's unfortunate, unfortunate that the officials are being singled out on this. And granted, let, let me explain it. I, I agree it was a major, major miss by officials on the field. But, you know, I don't think anybody feels worse than they do about it. But what are we going to do about this? Are we going to, you know, uh, are we going to replay the game? Uh anytime that an official makes a mistake, it's just part of the game. Mistakes are made. No one is perfect. The coaches, the players, nor the officials. No one is perfect out there, and it's just something that I don't know what Roger would do except to say, except to acknowledge there was a mistake made. So there were mistakes made in both games for. Each team had the opportunity to win this game. And, uh, and fortunately or unfortunately, the you know you have two teams going to the Super Bowl who deserved it because they played a great game.
0: Jim, you're dealing with a couple of co-hosts here that, that marvel all the time at how society overreacts to so much. I mean, it, that game was just a few hours old, and now there's already conversation of making pass interference calls reviewable. Can you just talk about your thoughts on that and, and what, a, what a can of worms it could open?
1: You know, it's a great question, and it's something that's discussed all the time. But at some point, the competition committee has got to make a determination on where, you know, to what end do we do this? Uh, are we going to uh, uh, replay pass interference calls? How about hits on defenseless receivers? How about holding calls? How about an offside? at the end of the game that cost Kansas City the game. Are we going to start reviewing every call that somebody doesn't like uh, because there there may be a mistake? And, and as I said, the officials are making mistakes out there. And, you know, whether they're full-time officials, whether they're part-time officials, these are the best that are out there, and they do a pretty darn good job. Now, do they make some mistakes? Yes, they made some mistakes. But I think you're going down a very slippery slope here if we start reviewing Calls, judgment calls, and specifically judgment calls, because these guys don't make mistakes on rules interpretations. They know the rules, they know what goes on out there, but they make mistakes. They, there's always mistakes, and if you if you try to review this, you know what if you had two or three different opinions, you know from the from the office on whether that was past interference or not. We we know it was past interference, but not everybody sees it the same way.
0: You're listening to Jim Diopolis, who spent 11 years as an NFL on-field official. He is now the current rules analyst for ESPN and ESPN's Monday Night Football. You're listening to Jim here on Press Row on ESPN 105,
2: 1 The Zone. Jim, if, if Roger Goodell tapped you on the shoulder and said, all right, whatever, you, whatever change you want to make about this game, we will make. What change would you make?
1: I wish you would do that, but I'd, I'd really have a good time. But, you know what, <laughs> I'd do a better job. I, I would really, really work on a developmental program, you know, to get these officials ready. Unfortunately, you know, they dropped NFL Europe about, oh, 10 or 12 years ago. And, you know, as I, I ran NFL Europe, and basically it was a developmental program. So you bring in uh, officials that have gotten, have received some, uh, previous experience at the NFL level. Unfortunately, now we're getting the best that are available coming right off the college gridiron. And you know what? They're actually learning the game uh, during, you know, Monday night, Sunday night, and Thursday night football. Um, I would take a look at the replay. I would probably expand replay a little bit, and I would uh, look into a replay to expand it in, in, in so much as you get an opportunity to look at some hits on defenseless players. Um, I don't like the judgment calls, uh, you know, for for the rules things, but anything that will help safety. And that's, and that's what's happened. You saw that in the Kansas city game, the the hit on Brady, you know, it was obviously, it wasn't a foul, but unfortunately, Cleet Blakeman, you know, his position as a referee and his responsibility is to protect, protect that quarterback. And from his angle, it certainly appeared to be a foul. So, that's, that's a case where I would have really liked to have seen replay. So expand replay a little bit, but I don't think we can make it cart blanche where we where, where we review all these judgment calls by the officials. Otherwise, it's going to take us a week to play a game.
2: Exactly right. The uh, let, let me just ask you this on a complete tangent. Uh, all of us played sports growing up, and we dreamed of being a starting pitcher for the Dodgers or the quarterback for the uh, Green Bay Packers. When did you realize, or I mean, when you were like twelve, did you go, man? I want to officiate this puppy.
1: You know, it's, it's a great question, and you know, I was a a graduate student at the University of Kentucky, and uh, I had gone to Kentucky to. I thought I was a basketball player. I played junior college, and I went to Kentucky. Thought I that I thought I could play basketball at that level. I learned pretty quickly that my athletic <laughs> skills were not like they played a game. They played a game that was very foreign to me, and it wasn't basketball. I don't even know what they were playing there. But I learned pretty quickly that you know my my ambition in life was was not to be a, uh, a basketball player at Kentucky. So I uh, I actually started officiating, and at that point I. I actually I set a goal and I set a goal to get to the National Football League. Did I ever expect to, to achieve that goal? It's a 20-year process for the most part to get there. And you know, it kept me involved in the game and uh, I've been very very fortunate uh to have, you know, moved through the system, go from an advocation to a vocation and uh it's been very and I actually wanted to go to the NBA. I wanted to be an NBA official, but I got some of, I got some breaks in uh, in basketball in football. So I moved forward, and like I said, I was I was just very fortunate. But you know, it was when I was in college that I, I set that goal. But I'll say it's a it's a goal that you set, and very very few get to experience it.
2: Now, in addition, of course, to being a former uh, NFL referee, you've been in you've been involved with Monday Night Football for a while. Uh, the overhaul of the crew this year. I'm curious about that transition, and what were your thoughts of? especially a whole bunch of the criticism that Jason Witten received this year?
1: Well, you know, I think it's very unfounded. You know, it's, it's kind of like anything else. You know, you, you, you start a position and you work at it. Uh, it it's, it's a tough job. And uh, I think it, it, it's kind of a matter of working your way into a situation, uh, working your way into a position. No one's going to be outstanding initially. And I don't care whether you're, you know, you're in, the, in the booth or on the field. It takes a while. But I think they're, they're going to put it together, and uh, I'll think, I think that they'll do a very good job down the road.
2: All right, between me, you, and the fence post, how many groceries can Booger put away when you all get like the, the pregame meal?
1: He's a, he's a pretty good-sized individual, and I think he can put one or two uh, one or two pieces away.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. You're listening to Jim Diopolis. He spent 11 years as an NFL on-field official. He is the current rules analyst for ESPN and ESPN Monday Night Football. Jim, of course, the Chattanooga area, we've been blessed to have a lot of guys that, that made it all the way. Butch Hanna, a retired NFL official. Lee Dyer uh, works in the NFL right now. I'm curious I, I'm 51 so I'm gonna kind of use this timetable if you go back a quarter century if you go back a generation 25 years the quality of official is it is it better now than it was 25 years ago is it is it worse or does the quality change uh, from generation to generation in your eyes well, well
1: first of all let me touch base with those are two great individuals that I've I had an opportunity to work with and had them working for me in both the NFL and in NFL Europe, Butch Hanna and uh, Lee Dyer, two really outstanding officials. Uh Butch had a great career in the NFL and uh worked in the same position that I did and I've always been very impressed with his ability. Lee Dyer is, you know, just keeps uh, working and, and does a great job. But, you know, the, it's kind of an interesting situation that you know, the officiating you think it's much better and, and it is much better, but what happens now uh, as compared to 25 years ago is they are under this microscope. There is so much video review, there is so much social media that every everything that they do uh, is is micromanaged from whether they're being uh, observed by you know the league office, by coaches or by just the general public. and it makes it very difficult for them out there. Uh, they have so many tools to their uh, at their you know at, that they can use uh, to improve on their officiating. So I, I think that they're better now, but it te- has a tendency that people have a tendency to you know to grade them too closely. I think you know everybody grades officials all the time. Everybody thinks they can do a better job than the officials because of the you know the camera work that we were able to look at, you know the video technology right now, that the that's that's available you know they they show they show shots that the officials just don't get to see out there and that's why you know video replay is such an important tool in officiating
0: Jim I have texted with Lee and Butch both in the last 24 48 hours I don't know if there is a thicker red tape in sports than what you've got to go through to get a, to interview an NFL official
1: <laughs> Yeah you know they they kind of keep them pretty much under wraps and <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, I, once in a while I get, I get to sneak a uh, you know, a phone call from some individuals that are still on the field and work up in the league office. But, you know, they, they, uh, they keep it a pretty much of a closed shop, which is the way that I did it when I was on the field and when I was up in the league office.
0: All right, Jim, you've been great. And when we have great guests like you, we love to close with a rapid fire, just first thing off the top of the head. You ready to play?
1: I'll give it my best shot.
0: Who was your favorite NFL
2: team growing up as a kid?
1: New England Patriots or Boston Patriots
2: when I was a kid. Okay, what coach bent your ear the most was the biggest belly acher? Uh, probably Jerry Glanville.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Surely, at some point in your career, you had a heck of a collision with the player. Uh, which one hurt the most, and who was it?
1: You know, to be really honest with you, I, I, I guess the first game that I ever officiated. I was a preseason game in uh, in, in uh, Tampa between Tampa and Houston Oilers, and I made the first call of my career. and, a, and An offensive lineman ran over me, and uh, I never even saw him coming, and put seven stitches in my chin. I wish I could remember his name, but I, I don't remember it. But after that, I I became famous with the uh, NFL. Not for long, uh, little. Uh, saying with uh, Jerry Glanville but I can't remember the player but he ran right over me in that first game back in
2: 1989. Wow On a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being most nervous, give me the number that you were before you worked your first Super Bowl
1: 10 absolutely nervous Uh, standing on the sidelines looking into the stand, uh, seeing my 80 year old dad, my family up there uh, to tell you a quick story uh, I looked at my. Uh, I was looking for my my partner, and uh, as I looked next to me after the uh, we got ready for the kickoff, I couldn't find him, and uh, I was on the wrong side of the field, <laughs> and uh, I I'd lined up on the wrong side of the field. And uh, after the ball was put in play, I had him jog across the field. I stopped at the kicker, and he gave me this quizzical look, and I said, "Hey, I just screwed up. I was on the wrong side of the field. Let's make it look like I'm doing something." And I jogged to the other side, and nobody knew anything about it except my my supervisor, but. Yeah, I was a little nervous, but once that first whistle blows and you make your first call, uh, the nerves calm down.
0: Jim, it's kind of a follow-up of what you were saying earlier, just the scrutiny that today's officials have to live with. I don't know if I've ever seen a a play replayed more than the end of that Rams, Saints, and regulation, but in your view, uh, in your time, what has been the most controversial call that you can remember?
1: In over 25 years of the National Football League, the call on, on Sunday night had to be the uh, had to be the most controversial. I was also involved in, in New England during the uh, the Tuck rule, but that that was a simple one, and that was just a, an interpretation of the rule. This this call right here uh, between uh, Rob, uh, Roby Coleman and uh, Tommy Lee Lewis was, was just one of those ones that, as an official, you just hold your breath. And you, and you just pray that they make get that call and, and correct it. And uh, once it happened, I, I knew the uh, the repercussions were going to be tremendous. And I, I feel so bad for the officials. But gosh, guys, this is what they get paid for. This is what they want to do. And this is, these are the calls that they have to make uh, to retain positions in the National Football
2: League. Do you feel obligated to shop at a Foot Locker because y'all wear the same unis?
1: Not uh, Not really. <laughs>
2: jim listen
0: this has been fantastic enlightening stuff thank you so much for joining us and offering your insight on what took place last weekend and and just the life of an official we really really do appreciate it
1: It's always my pleasure to be with you guys, and feel free to give me a call at any time.
0: Will do. Definitely will do. Jim Diopolis, great, great stuff. Does a great job, obviously. Thank you so much for joining us here on Press Row. 648-1051 is the number. Back with more, you're listening to ESPN one zero five one, The Zone.